I also found myself networking a lot more with women's groups and true business groups because of this, um, because I really feel that it's important that we as women support other women, um, especially in the entrepreneur and business world. I, I think that that's critical. Welcome to the La Dolce Vita Show, a woman's guide to living a fearless and fabulous life. My name is Heather Pickin, and I am here to give you that winning formula so that you can get clear on your vision, stay true to your values, and break through those mental walls. Check out my free resources at heatherpickin.com. This podcast is brought to you by Fierce Femme Wine, a woman's wine that inspires dialogue for change. Visit fiercefemme.com. So let's get ready as we uncover the formula to your success in business, career, and fabulous life. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the La Dolce Vita show, where I help you to break down the formula on what it takes in order to be a fearless and fabulous woman in the world today, whether it is going to the next level of your career or going to the next level of your business. And I will have to tell you, as a female entrepreneur, there are going to be challenges and you really have to know how to navigate around that. And what better person to talk about challenges, talk about perseverance is my guest today, uh, Brianna Bragg. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Brianna Bragg, yes. Yeah, Brianna. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> always get tongue-tied. And I, I want to share a little bit about her, and we're going to dive um, into her story. Um, but she's been an entrepreneur for over 10 years, uh, having uh, began her first business while in college, so that's pretty interesting, in the digital marketing space. And she owns uh, three businesses now. Uh, she marries marketing and mindfulness to create a new space in the marketplace. Uh, so, Rihanna, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Heather. It's a pleasure to be here. And I, I really want to dive into this conversation. You know, it's like we could talk about, you know, here's how you market your business. But to me, and I'm sure that you understand too, the true transformation really starts within really knowing who you are and, uh, you know, being able to break through some of those challenges. and. Uh, you know, one of the things I like to talk about or just kind of uh, share with my audience, you know, with my female audience is, you know, how do you navigate around those challenges? And I know every woman has a story. And so if you could kind of give us the cliff notes of, of some of the things that, um, you know, you were able to break through on your journey of doing, you know, doing exactly, you know, what you're doing today. So um, let's, Let's go back to, because uh, I'm kind of looking at my notes, is that you were in a male-dominated industry at, at 23 years old. Now, I know women that are trying to advance in their career uh, are probably a little bit challenged. So if you could describe some of the things that have happened and how you were able to kind of push through, like really own your power, uh, know maybe that wasn't, you know, that industry wasn't for you, but, you know, take us there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started my digital marketing company in in college. Uh, I was 23 years old, and I, you know, was about to get a degree. A year later, I had no experience in the business world, and certainly was not prepared to go out there and uh, 
do sales and, you know, run all of the facets of the business. Um, at the time I was living in South Florida. And so when I talk about, I was in more of a male dominated area, um, not so much the industry itself. Marketing, I think, uh, covers women, men, you know, across the board, but South Florida was a very male dominated, in fact, a good old boy system. And so I had to learn how to sell in that environment to grow my business. And so uh, the industry as a whole, social media marketing, which is the industry that I specialize in, um, was very new. It was back in 2008, 2009. Uh, we were also facing a recession at that time. So I unfortunately graduated at just the wrong time. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it was, it was a very interesting, a lot of learning uh, that, that had to happen. And so I stepped out into uh, the workforce. Um, luckily for me, I was degreed in marketing or that was the degree that I was pursuing. And so I was able to utilize some of my skills and abilities in marketing to to get exposure for my business and to get visibility for the company. I got my first newspaper article um, published while I was still in school. They did a fantastic job and that landed me a couple of my clients. Um, most of my clients at the time were males and so I had to go in and explain this new Facebook, Twitter, uh, we didn't even have Instagram back then. Um, I had to go in and explain these sites and why someone would want to utilize them in their business to the average was a 50 to 60 year old uh, man who was running his business. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I had more lunch and dinner dates than I had business at the time. <laughs> Um, and I, that was me being naive, you know, I did not realize that uh, me accepting these lunch and dinner dates were not business meetings. Um, so I very quickly had to start learning how to um, decipher between the two. Um, you know, what was a real legitimate business opportunity and what was um, some guy trying to hit on me at the time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on, the, on the flip side of that, you know, I used to get a lot of, oh, honey, that social media thing is just a fad. You'll see in a couple of years. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I had a lot of challenges being so young in the business force, being in such a new industry, um, and then being in a deal a male dominated area as well, um, really having to learn how to decipher through all of that and pick the right opportunities. Um, and also I had to learn, you know, how to get a backbone very quickly, how to uh, stand up for myself, how to say no, how to realize that me saying no to certain things were not going to keep me from the business because I wasn't going to get the business anyways. That's not what they were seeking. So it was, uh, it was, it was very challenging as a young woman uh, in that atmosphere, but I, I did learn a lot. Um, I then grew from there and well, let me, let me you know, stop you right there yeah, with the story because, you know, I kind of look at what is going on today and historically where women have really, um, you know, we've always had our power. I truly believe that, but we've been disempowered through our perception of, oh, this is how you should be or act. And I, I kind of like, you know, I do appreciate your story because you are faced with these challenges and you learned how to navigate around that. Like, wait a minute, I don't want to have this quote unquote dinner date. I'm a businesswoman. I have actually faced that myself. And, you know, it's just interesting. It's like we really had to learn how to navigate around uh, those issues. So 
I think right. these conversations are really important, especially today. Women that um, are in the workforce that you know want to stand in their power, uh, especially with uh, you know sexual harassment, like all of the the challenges as women, like we go through, but we don't have to let this. Uh, stop us, right? We, we don't have to allow this to impede us to really own, you know, our, our innate power. Absolutely. We don't have to allow it to stop us. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the faster that we as women can start saying no, start learning, you know, that this is not okay in the workforce. This is not how you build your business. Um, you don't have to do things that you're uncomfortable with in order to get that position or in order to climb the ladder or in order to grow your business with the right sales. You know, the faster that we can start taking a stand against these actions and saying no, uh, I think that we're going to start seeing things shift dramatically in our favor. The real, the reality of it is, is men don't really deal with that in the workforce. You know, they don't go in for a job interview or go in to pitch a product or a service and um, they're getting hit on from the other side of the table. And I, I think sometimes we as women do feel like, you know, if we don't take that, that meeting or that advance or whatnot, and not to say that we're acting upon it, but just that we're entertaining it, that we feel like we're going to lose something because of it. And that was the one thing that I had to learn very quickly was I'm not going to lose that opportunity because it was never an opportunity to begin with. And quite frankly, dinner dates don't pay my bills. So <laughs> I, uh, I had to learn how to say no. I, I'm okay. Thank you. If you're interested in the opportunity, please let me know. Here's my proposal. And, and it was difficult. It wasn't an easy process. Um, and it did take me a little bit of time to even realize what was going on, right? Because here I am, 23, 24 years old, thinking, oh, gosh, I have all these meetings. Look, my business is so successful. <laughs> it, it, exactly. You know, and it, it allows us to uh, be more assertive and say, bottom line, you know, what, what, what is your intention around this? You know, I'm not, I'm not playing around with you. <laughs> I'm <Right>. serious. <laughs> And, and I just I think, actually yeah, made a couple of jokes. I mean, they weren't jokes, they were serious, but I made them in a joking way. Uh, you know, that, that I appreciate the offer, but drinks and dinner don't, doesn't pay my, my Verizon bill, for example, or my rent. And I think that um, it's okay to say these kinds of things, you know, and I always try to do it with a smile on my face and in a fun manner, but uh, it's okay that we stand up for ourselves. It's okay that we you know, take a stand and own our power. Um, and I also found myself networking a lot more with women's groups and true business groups because of this, um, because I really feel that it's important that we as women support other women, um, especially in the entrepreneur and business world. I, I think that that's critical um, given where we are as a society right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I truly believe that, uh, you know, the things that are, that are happening right now, I, I tend to shine the light on it and say, you know, we, we can't have the quote unquote darkness without the light. And this is all going on and so that we can transcend everything that has been happening. And so that there's going to be more of a balance in, in, in power in, in the world. We, we see yeah. this going on in every country, not just, you know, in the U.S. So, all of this is tied in for number one, women owning their power. Uh, number two, uh, women just, you know, creating amazing uh, businesses. And, you know, if you have a career and you want to go to the next level, 
it really is internal. It, it's not external. Everything that you want is inside of you. And so let's, let's, um, let's fast forward to your journey now. So you're able to navigate around those challenges, break through those limitations, own your power as a woman, not let men bully you or just belittle you. So what was what were those decisions or that defining moment that that took you to the place that you're in now because now you're doing mindfulness i am <laughs> uh you know being in digital marketing it was a 24 7 job or it is a 24 7 job i i do still um work in that space and uh, i got to the point i through successful partnerships um once I learned to navigate the system a little bit through successful partnerships, I grew my company, my digital marketing company to uh, about a hundred accounts. And, um, you know, I was working basically 24 seven. I didn't know how to take a break. Uh, even on vacation, I was attached to my phone. I was constantly checking my emails, my computer, and uh, I just didn't know how to relax. And when I was 27 years old, coming into my 28th year, um, my body honestly just said it had had enough, you know, it was not a lot of sleep. Um, I, I wasn't giving my, myself the proper time to reset. Um, I definitely wasn't eating right. And I, I wasn't, you know, really on my A game exercising and things like that. And so my body shut down on me. Uh, I became, I lost a lot of weight, um, not to my wants, but just that I could not hold food inside of my system. Um, my diet was very limited and, you know, I had acquired this leaky gut syndrome and gluten intolerance. I had severe case of IBS from all the stress. And I just kind of realized at that point that, um, also as a business owner, we don't have to, you know, quote unquote, kill ourselves, right. To run a successful business. Um, and it was that trivial moment in my life when I started pivoting and I started uh, researching what a balanced lifestyle is, what a healthy lifestyle is. Um, I think that you know we we do tend to run ourselves down. We don't take that vacation because we have work, um, or when we are va on vacation, we don't take that time to truly unplug. You know, we choose business over fun and pleasure. And uh, quite honestly, in order to be successful, when you look at people who are highly successful, it really is about that work-life balance. Um, otherwise, your body there's only so much that it can handle. There's only so much that it can take. And so uh, when I got to that point, that's when I found mindfulness, I found meditation, um, or it found me, however you want to put it. And I really fell in love with it. I, I love it. And it's such a powerful story. Sometimes we have to get to that breaking point in order for us uh, to slow down. So I know when I'm working with women, I'm like, are you following your unique formula? If you're not being true to yourself, then what happens is you'll create symptoms in your body as a feedback mechanism to your conscious mind to get you to, to wake up. So now you're waking up, you're realizing, okay, there, there's something to mindfulness. There's something to uh, meditation. And so then you started to create a business around it, right? I did. So the first step that I did was um, I, well, like most of us who try meditation, I began listening to a bunch of YouTube videos and had no idea, was I doing this correctly? You know, what is 
is meditation. <laughs> How do I do this? So a, a couple years into it, I decided that I was going to get certified in meditation so that I could at least understand it for myself, what it is. Um, how to do it, what the steps of it are. So I went and got certified and um, I absolutely loved my certification. I came back and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely an entrepreneur, but uh, I didn't really know anything about the wellness space. Again, I've been in the marketing space, um, which is a completely different area for, you know, at that point, six, seven years. And so I uh, came back from my meditation certification and honestly, I just started giving anybody and everybody who would lay down for 30 minutes and let me give them a session, I would do that. Uh, and then I started really thinking about this as, you know, there's a lot of people who are out there like I was, um, where they didn't know, they don't know how to do it. They don't have the proper steps or the proper tools. Um, they're probably listening to all these YouTube videos and uh, Heather, I don't know if you've ever listened to YouTube videos on meditation, but they're kind of all across the board. You've got, you know, people who are talking at you to people who um, are playing gongs to, you know, things that, I mean, I've had some really interesting uh, videos that I've, I've listened to and I'm like, what is going on right now? And so I really started looking at meditation as a tool, especially for uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and professionals, because I do feel like we go, go, go. And we do have that hard time. You know, most of us are overachievers or um, that A type personality. And, and so I created, I started to create a business. I signed my first corporate wellness account um, about a year after getting certified. And I, I just loved what I did. You know, every time I would go in and I would see the stress on everybody's face and, you know, the to-do list and the aggravation that was going on. And there were team conflicts and things like that. And by the time they left, you know, everybody was relaxed and everybody was smiling smiling and laughing and having a good time. And it just felt so good for me. So from there, I began to really look at it as a business and how can I create something that can help the masses of people. And so I wrote a certification uh, in meditation. I studied a lot of different ty types and forms and styles because there are a ton of them out there. Uh, and I began to put together a three-step process. And then I began to practice it on people and it worked every single time. And that three-step process is breathe, refocus, and take a journey because it's my personal belief that when we're able to breathe to calm our central nervous system, refocus our mind from the chaos, responsibilities, to-do list, um, and then go to a beautiful place or take a vacation of your mind. Um, it's my, my belief that we're able to come back from that experience and be more productive. You know, uh, we can be more focused. We're less stressed. Um, and that's all of what research is showing for meditation today are all of those benefits, and including improved health benefits as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I love the benefits of, of mindfulness, having some kind of practice. So, uh, you know, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in having like a success ritual. So what would you recommend as far as uh, women, you know, women, whether it be in their career or they're an entrepreneur, uh, the first thing that they should do when they wake up in the morning? Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy to think about being like something that I recommend, right? Because we have to breathe. Breathing is essential to us being alive. However, um, we, 
we typically don't do focused breathing, you know? Yeah. We inhale and exhale as we go about our day or, you know, whatever, because it's a bodily function that has to happen. Um, but I have really found so much help in focused breathing. Um, you know, and, and there are different styles of breathing that can actually help calm the central nervous system. Um, the method that I teach in my program is inhaling and exhaling through your nose. Um, focusing on the air filling your lungs, focusing on your abdomen rising and falling instead of your chest rising and falling because um, for most of us, we breathe here in our chest, which can keep us in a fight or flight response. Um, back in the caveman days, you know, when they had to stand and fight the animal or they had to turn around and run from it. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, we stay in that state almost constantly because of the stress that we're under. And what that does is it pumps cortisol into our system. And cortisol really is not healthy when it's pumped into our system all the time. It has its, uh, it, it has its benefits and it's there for a reason. But um, I like to refer to as breathing and meditation and you know being mindful of your activities is kind of like when your computer is running slow and it needs to hit the re you need to hit the reset button what do you do you shut it down you turn it off you unplug it you know and so that's really what breathing and meditation can do um, for our human body it's that reset button and so i encourage people to start their day with two to five minutes if you can do 10 even better but even two to five minutes starting out will significantly make an impact in your day of focused breathing um, inhaling and exhaling really making sure that you're filling your lungs and allowing the oxygen to fill your space um, or your body, get, run through your body. One of the techniques that I was taught in my certification, and I included this in my class, um, I absolutely love this technique, is to envision that you have a balloon inside of your abdomen. And this balloon can, as you inhale, it expands, and as you exhale, it contracts. Um, that's a really good visualization technique to kind of help you refocus your mind and get it focused on breathing instead of just focusing on inhaling and exhaling, which can be difficult for some of us when we're first starting out. I love that. And these are just simple techniques that anyone could use, you know, yes. takes a couple of minutes. I like that you mentioned, uh, you know, helping the, the central nervous system, because if, if our bodies are not in check and we're constantly in fight or flight, then we start creating disease in, in the body, you know, triggering the sympathetic system, yes. fight or flight, and, and, and of course, repairing that with, you know, the negative feelings. So I, I like the practice of what you're saying, just, you know, focus on your breathing, using that um, specific technique, and then allowing yourself to um, really be present. I, I find, you know, would you agree, the time that we're living in today with social media, we're not present, right? We're always on our, our devices, and that can cause stress as well. So for example, what, what happens um, or what would you suggest for women that are on their devices, you know, especially right before you go to bed, you know, to really kind of uh, get a nice reset? Yeah, there's a few things that I have um, worked to put in practice around, you know, when I first wake up and when I go to bed, because again, I'm still in the digital marketing space as well. So what's the first thing I need to do when I wake up in the morning is check my email, right? <laughs> and usually it's from my phone. I don't get up and go answer or open my computer. Um, and so I, I encourage people to, you know, in instead of watching TV, um, especially the news, 
I understand the importance of meeting to get, you know, or knowing what's going on in the world, right? But right before you go to bed, you don't want to plug your mind with um, negative information. Like the news. Like the news. (laughs) (laughs) No matter which channel you're watching or what your political views are. Um, So I really encourage, you know, instead of watching TV, maybe try to change that out for a book. Uh, and, and read a good book, um, self-help book or something that you're really interested in. You know, like I've got this magazine right now I'm reading on the brain, which is fascinating. And it's easy for me to pick up because I'm interested in the material. Um, the breathing again. So I do breathing, focused breathing, uh, in the morning and I do focused breathing at night. Um, I also meditate both in the morning and at night. I know that, you know, that's, the path that I've chosen. So it's easy for me to make time for it. But um, if you meditate before you go to bed at night, what it does is it clears your mind. And for me, it helped remove some of those nightmares I was having, that crazy dreaming where my brain's trying to process all of the things from the day. Uh, And it just kind of allows your body to to calm down and relax. Um, Definitely, you know, put your phone down. That was probably one of the biggest challenges I had to learn because I was constantly attached to my phone between my client Facebook accounts, me trying to build my own brand, Instagram. I mean, they're all over the place, right? Right. Uh, So put your phone down, you know, just, just consciously make a decision that, 20 minutes before bed, I'm not going to look at that stuff so that you're not going to bed with your, your mind focused on that. Uh, I, I love that. And I definitely agree with the meditation at night. That's something I do uh, on a daily basis. So I think that's really helpful. Kind of give ourselves a, a digital detox. Well, this has been absolutely <laughs> amazing. Great information. And before we go today, um, where can people learn about you and your work? Uh, so for the mindfulness and meditation work, our website is vacation of the mind. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. So feel free to follow us there. Uh, we have a lot of different programs on our website. I've really tried to make it easy for anyone who wants to, um, you know, become familiar with meditation or try it out. Uh, so we have everything from weekly meditation calls where one of our instructors gets on and leads the call for 30 minutes, all the way up to corporate wellness programs, individual coaching uh, events, all kinds of things. So it's really fun and exciting. Please uh, watch our growth. And um, if you're in one of the areas where we have instructors and we're doing events, we'd love for you to come to attend one of the events. I love it. I love it. And we will um, actually, if you're wherever you're watching or listening to this, you'll have the show notes so you can uh, get all that information. And before mm-hmm. I go today, um, if you've been watching or listening to me for a while, I had mentioned that uh, I just released uh, my new wine called Fierce Femme. And the whole premise is about creating a dialogue for change for women standing in our power. And, and my final message, and I have it right here, is, is, is to do this. If you're watching the video, <laughs> vote fierce. Love it. And- <laughs> Can't wait to try that. It's so exciting. <laughs> and know who you are, because when you do, it is like having a superpower. Yes. Until next time, everyone, this is Heather Pickin. Take care. Bye-bye. So if you like what you hear on this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Interested in becoming a sponsor or learning more about leadership for women's performance using neuroscience or business coaching, contact support at heatherpickin.com. 
And don't forget to grab my latest book, The La Dolce Vita Formula, by going to fearlessandfabulousbook.com. That's fearlessandfabulousbook.com.